Welcome to Biblical Perspectives on Aging, the podcast where you and your church will find answers to the difficult questions that arise as we grow older. On behalf of the Baptist Home, this is your host, Dr. Andy Brames. Welcome to Biblical Perspectives on Aging today. Today, I have Nick Davis. Uh, Nick, you are with Baptist Home and Healthcare Ministries. Could you just share, introduce yourself a little bit and share about your position at the organization? Yes, I am Director of Advancement. I've been with Baptist Homes now for about a year and a half. It's been an interesting journey. It seemed like I just got on the team when uh, everything got paused for COVID. Uh, But lately, over the last six months, things have gotten busy. And uh, it's good to be out among people again to promote and advance the work that we're doing. And it's, it's, it's a good time to be with the Baptist Home. Well, good. Great. Yeah. Getting back out amongst the people. I know that's a big part of your job and, and uh, what you enjoy doing. So that'll be helpful. Exactly. Well, on, on today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about retirement uh, from an aging perspective and we know what the terms mean, but what is retirement or maybe a better question, Nick, might be where did the idea of retirement originate? How, how did that come, come to be in a part of our mindset? Yeah, I think the idea of modern retirement came into being in the United States about the 1950s. The interesting thing was, I think at that time, people were only thinking retirement as being, uh, you know, as, as long as maybe 10 years. But as Americans became wealthier and with the access to better food, medical care, transportation, family dynamics, everything changed. And so our older generations are living longer than before and younger generations are are starting to live on their own. So I think retirement has kind of morphed into a much larger concept than what it was originally thought to be. And so the the demographics the world is undergoing is kind of a a big shift. Uh, More than 70 million baby boomers will retire in the next 20 years in the United States alone. So by 2035, which uh, oddly enough, I'm saying this is probably just around the corner, uh, Americans of retirement age will exceed the number of people under age 18 for the first time in our history. So let me just repeat that again. Americans of retirement age will exceed the number of people under age 18 for the first time in U.S. history. Hmm. And, and globally, the number of people uh, age 60 and over is projected to double to more than 2 billion uh, by the year 2050. So I think as retirement looms for baby boomers, a growing number of them, both Christians and uh, neighbors, we've kind of hit somewhat of a discontent of the current cultural assumptions about it. And part of it is that we set up this kind of a big view of, you know, husband and wife on a sandy beach somewhere, you know, uh, always enjoying thing. And a lot of people are frustrated because either one, they can't afford that or they aren't doing it. And then there are some who are doing it and they're finding out, wait a second, is this all there is? Shouldn't life have some deeper meaning to it? So I think what it basically comes down to for retirement, what is my purpose in this period of life? Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a great question for any period of life. But yeah, uh, a lot of times our purposes are, are defined for us by our work and stuff like that. So yeah, when you have more quote unquote freedom or expected freedom, that's a big thing. So, well, Nick, this podcast is about biblical perspectives on aging. And so what does the Bible say about retirement? Yeah, interestingly, there is very little that actually goes pointedly to retirement. And the passage from Numbers chapter eight, verses 24 and 25 gets 
pointed to most. And it, and it simply says, this applies to the Levites. Men 25 years old or more shall come to take part in the work at the tent of meeting, but at the age of 50, they must retire from their regular service and work no longer. And the interesting thing, I think most uh, biblical scholars or Old Testament scholars, none of them really know for sure exactly why that was put into place. Of course, at that time, you had a very, uh, a temple that was moving. And so there was a lot of physical work. And maybe the idea was that at, by age 50, they were tired of moving things around and <laughs> they, they needed to have a younger core to do that. Um, I jokingly said to a friend the other day, maybe it has more to do with term limits, you know, and the idea of kind of developing younger things. But that's about the only one. My friend, though, Dr. Bob Bergen, who's the distinguished professor of Old Testament emeritus at Hannibal Grange University, he reminded me also that in Ruth chapter four, uh, it, it says a very simple sentence. Boaz took 10 of the elders of the town and said, sit here. And they did so. And I said, okay, well, Bob, what's that have to do with re retirement? He goes, well, actually, it implies that elders from the community gathered informally at the city gate. And he said, now think of the city gate today as the mall or the place where we're out and about or the coffee shop, the Starbucks today. And he said, those men, those elders could be summoned to serve for civic functions when needed. So in turn, he kind of pointed out that in retirement service was demanded of them even then. So kind of an interesting viewpoint uh, to, to be. But for the most part, I think when we think in retirement, we think in broader terms. Proverbs 13, 22 says, a good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous, you know, which for me speaks more to the use of maybe using what financial wealth we have and not being reckless and superficial. But I think when it comes to the broader things of retirement, we're still about loving the Lord our God with heart, mind, soul, strength. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, so therefore honor God uh, that way, which I think means take care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all the way to the end. Uh, thanks. That's some good thoughts on that. So obviously, there's not much in the Bible related to retirement as we think of retirement. So are there other resources? I mean, where can a Christian go for a, a perspective, a Christian perspective to learn more about retirement? What kind of resources might, might exist for that, Nick? There, there are a lot of good resources out there. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say the ones that I'm particularly tuned into. Crown Ministries, or what was known as Crown Financial, uh, has, I think, great material. It's very biblical. It's very down-to-earth. Books that I turn to, Randy Alcorn has two or three. The one that I like the most is The Treasure Principle. Of course, Dave Ramsey is very uh, popular. Most of his books, his radio telecasts, uh, things like that, he's, he's very popular. Uh, Ron Blue, who wrote Master Your Money. Tony Evans, The Kingdom Stewardship. I think those are all great things that not only point to just retirement, but Christian stewardship in general. And, you know, Worst comes to worst, turn to Lifeway. They will give you a lot of different sources by which to learn a little bit more about retirement. Because I, I hope that people are thinking in terms of having a plan before they get to retirement. Yeah, yeah, that's important. So when we think about money, uh, you know, 
it's a matter of life. We all need money to live and stuff. But a lot of people think of investing and, and people who are financial advisors and stuff, um, that they're out for their own self, that they're out for their own, to make a buck, to, to get rich on the backs of others, so to speak. So are there those people that are out there who provide financial investment advice that view their calling as, or that view their job as a Christian call, calling? Uh, oh, a- absolutely. In fact, there are some really fine Christian advisors uh, that see their role as a calling from God, and and their job is to help people in responsible ways. One, honor God, and for them to help take care of their clients. They like the idea of walking alongside them in whatever wealth of life to help them get prepared for, uh, you know, other times. One one of my friends that I follow on LinkedIn posted this just yesterday: the lack of retirement preparedness comes from one false understanding of who owns our money two debt that is strangling our families and three a failure to plan for the future and and i just love this because it it is a good reminder to remind us who how do we get what wealth that we have Hmm. it's a blessing from the lord uh it's the lord's money and the other thing is that one of the hardest things about getting into retirement for a lot of Americans is a, a strangling, as he put it, or a crushing debt. So we need to have more of a better plan about how to deal with our, our debt. And then last of all, he said a, a failure to plan, which is basically, I think, what we're, we're here to talk about is if you don't have a strategy in mind, then peace for the future, it, it's a little more difficult in, in finding so, yeah, there's some great people out there. I think, you know, some of the best ways is to check in with all those people that you love, uh, appreciate and respect and ask them, who are you using? You know, are they showing you to be one of good Christian principle and are they showing you good performance? Do you feel connected to them? Are they the type of people who also have a, uh, a morally responsible investing strategy in mind? Are they the kind of people that when they talk with you, they're going to honor and at least respect your beliefs and practices as a follower of Jesus? You know, I, I think sometimes we can say just because they say I'm a Christian doesn't mean that, that that's always a good fit for you. And just because someone doesn't promote themselves as a Christian doesn't mean that they aren't worthy to be considered. So how does one know? I think the best thing to do is get in touch with someone, give them an interview. I mean, ask the tough questions. How do you do your job? How can they help you? You know, if someone uh, says, well, hey, I'm really not into all that Christian business, that might be a bit of a red flag for you that you might not want to do that. But someone who can honor and at least respect your beliefs and the things that are important to you, I think those are very important things in finding uh, those kind of people. And, and I also think the idea of strategy of, of morally responsible investing, uh, that's very important. Hmm. Okay. So you've, you've talked about planning, the, the need to have planning and the fact that one of the challenges in for many people as they're considering retirement is getting a late start on planning and, and or not having a plan at all. So when is the best time to start investing for retirement? Uh, yeah, the simple answer is now. No matter what age you are, do it. Now, your age may alter the strategy for which you used to invest. And that's where a trusted advisor can communicate and provide you with options. 
I think what I would really like to reach out and say, especially to our younger audience, is get started. Do something, even if it is quite small or seemingly insignificant to you. You're going to be, I think, amazed that over the course of time, if you consistently and, and disciplined put, put, put in the effort, you're going to find that, that your account's growing and you've got something to kind of look to the future for. When I think about the first time that my first church position after graduating from seminary, uh, Dr. John Goodwin was my pastor and was a great mentor. And, and one of the things I remember us taking time to think about was uh, he talked about, you know, our church is providing you with a retirement fund. We're going to put money into that. And he said, I would encourage you to put some in as well. The more you put in, even if it's a little bit, it's going to grow. And, um, you know, that was like uh, almost 35 years ago. And now I'm, I'm so happy to, to look and see how much uh, is actually there. If, I, <laughs> if, if I'd had to have uh, saved all that amount on my own, I would have never have done it. Um, but John was such a good mentor. And I'd, I just encourage young adults to start now, uh, start small, and then try to build on it. I, I think the other thing that is that we've just kind of talked about is debt is a killer. So make and execute a plan to get rid of debt. And if you need help with that, I think you know now that churches are kind of beginning to open back up and, and get more active again, find a church that's hosting a Dave Ramsey seminar uh, and commit to completing that course because I think Dave does a really good job of helping people think about the crushing burden of debt and how it how it really frees us up when we get rid of it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So some people are going to get a late start. As you said, the, the sooner you can start, the better. But you, if you haven't started yet, start now. But for those who have been disciplined in investing for a long period of time, uh, you mentioned the passage earlier about leaving a, a, a heritage, so to speak, to, to those who would come behind. And a part of that could be done through estate planning and stuff. Thank you for joining us today. In the next episode, I will continue the conversation with Nick Davis as we deal with the question of retirement. Biblical Perspectives on Aging is brought to you by Baptist Homes and Healthcare Ministries, a ministry committed to setting a Christ-like standard of care for the aging. For more information, go to thebaptisthome.org. That's all one word, thebaptisthome.org. Together, we can be the voice for the aging. Thank you for joining us for this interview today. The Baptist Home has provided Christ-like care to the aging since 1913. To learn more about the biblically informed resources and solutions provided by The Baptist Home, go to www.thebaptisthome.org. Again, www.thebaptisthome.org. You will find links to previous podcasts, a growing number of church resources, and detailed information about residential and long-term care communities. Until next time, this is your host, Dr. Andy Brams, asking you to be a voice for the aging.